With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, September 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. All Hoynesy, uh, another tough night for the Indians at the ballpark. Uh, last night, they lose 8-6 to six to the Kansas City Royals in what can only be described as one of the more uh, up-and-down, sort of ugly-looking ball games the Indians have played uh, lately. Uh, a lot of mistakes out there and, uh, you know, wrapped around a couple of home runs. In a game where Sandy Leone hits a home run, you should win that game. <laughs> Sandy Leone, Carlos Santana, and Francisco Linder all hit home runs. You should win that game. Uh, but as it stands, they, they fall to what, 21 and three when they score more than five runs or more than three runs in a game. Uh, that, that, that stat quickly going to go away after, uh, if they keep, uh, continue to lose. Yeah. Sandy Leon, when he hits a 439 foot home run, you should, you should win that game. And he got a, and he, what he had, he had two hits and an he RBI, two, uh, two RBIs. Or, so. He had an infield hit. Sandy Leon yeah. had an infield hit. <laughs> I still... I still, I, I don't know. It's, 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 you know, it, I mean, I don't know. Is he, is he just getting hot now, Joe, or is uh, this, or did he just run into one last night? Uh, that, that must've been it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, all of that sort of obfuscates the really good start, really good performance by Tristan McKenzie. A lot of positives to take away from that. Uh, had Delano de Shields not, uh, you know, completely goofed on a, pretty much a routine pop fly to center field, uh, Tristan McKenzie's night would have gone completely differently. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, he, he pitched well, even despite that, you know, the, the three-run homer by Whit, uh, Merrifield. I mean, you know, those are the only three game, the runs he allowed, and he just kind of ran his pitch count up to, what, 94 or 95 pitches, and they really couldn't send him out for the sixth because, you know, they put that kind of monitor, I mean, limit on him. So, um but I thought he pitched really well. Seven strikeouts. He looked strong. And yeah, if uh, if uh, if the Shields doesn't slip and doesn't, if he picks up the ball right away, that's an out. All right. In four or five outings, uh, Tristan McKenzie has shown you uh, so far that you know when they take the reins off of him and they let him go, I, I think he's he's a, a viable uh, you know starting piece for this rotation. Uh, for the next couple of years, I, I think this is a kid who can can really contribute. Uh, on today's show, we're going to get into 
uh, a little bit of uh, talk about what Tristan McKenzie's immediate future with this club would be uh, if they and they advance to the playoffs and, you know, what the rotation could look like. We'll get into that a little later. We asked our subtexters about that. Uh, but we also want to talk about playoff seating and, uh, you know, just some of the other things going on with the club. Uh, again, last night uh, you had uh, Adam Simber uh, come in and sort of, uh, you know, he's he's giving up, I think the, the weird stat is in like, in like 12 innings of work this year, he's given up 11 hits, uh, something really high. Uh, you know, he's, he's always been a pitch to contact sort of reliever, but, uh, this year he seems to be getting hit a little bit harder. And last night it cost the Indians with the, the go ahead run when he came in to a tied ball game. Uh, what's, uh, what's, what's up with Simber? What are, what are we thinking about with, uh, when, when Adam Simber gets into a game? Well, you don't want to ask the emailers at the emails I've been getting what, oh. <laughs> what to do with Adam Simber. He is not the most popular Indians player right now. Uh, that was a bad matchup. As soon as Sandy brought him in to start the eighth, you know, Hunter Dozier had hit a triple off, off the center field wall, just missed the home run the, the night before against him. And, uh, you know, so, you know, all of a sudden Mondesi gets on, steals second like you knew he would do. And, uh, you know, Hunter Dozier, you know, dumps a double, in the, I mean, a single in the left field. And, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Royals came all the way back to take the lead and eventually won the game. So Sandy was saying, you know, he, he hasn't seen uh, um, uh, his, his he's, he's, he, he hasn't seen the wipeout slider that he has. And he, uh, you know, he says he's, he's not getting, getting the ball inside enough to set that slider up. I, I think that's what he was saying. So, uh, but I, I don't know how many more times you run him out there, Joe. I mean, it, it, they've kind of, hidden him he hasn't pitched a lot and you know and when he does when you've got a, a game like last night when Maton and uh, Hand are down after pitching a lot th for three games in a row uh, you got to use him in that situation and you know he's just struggling right now. Well and with so many options right now in this uh, with the expanded roster and the the big bullpen that they've got uh, you know they've, they've got arms out there like like Plutko who pitched last night they've, they've got guys who are are in that pen that it sort of is is riding a wave. There's there's guys who who are hot. You know, at one point this season, Cam Hill would have been a guy that you put in in that eighth inning, uh, and then you know he sort of fell off, and they 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 sort of rode a wave to uh, you know Phil Maton is sort of that guy now that you would bring in that eighth inning, uh, all all leading up to trying to set up Wickren uh, and and Simber as your your last two guys, or I'm sorry, Wickren and Hand at the back of the pen. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think maybe you, you just sort of try and stay. You have other options. You, you, you have other guys, uh, Oliver Perez, who pitched last night. Um, you know, you can, you can go to guys in, in those situations and maybe sort of save Simber for a, a, you know, a, a time when, you know, the game's not in question. It's not either tied or you're, uh, you're not up by, by one or two. Maybe if you've got a, a four or five run lead or, you know, if you're down by a lot, you try and pitch him at those times just to get him a little more confidence and get him some outs. Because uh, that's all, all it really is, is, is they'll tell you the first thing is getting him some innings and getting him some confidence, and that'll, that'll get him back on track. Yeah, and we saw that uh, last night with Karen Check. He came in and, you know, had that clean inning after, you know, struggling the last two or three times out. And, uh, you know, they could have brought him, they, they were, uh, Sandy was at, 
Well, I think, um, you know, they just didn't want to, you know, they got the good inning. Uh, maybe at an, in another uh, in another game, they would have sent him back out there for, for the second inning. But I think they wanted him to have a good feeling about himself and get that, you know, that one positive step back. And so maybe they can, you know, find a place to do the same thing with Simber. Yeah, his uh, Karen Jack's curveball looked really good last night. So, you know, maybe he's found uh, he's found some some keys to correcting that. I uh, also wanted to talk about Mike Freeman. Uh, here's a guy who uh, stepped in for injured Jose Ramirez last night, uh, batting in the number two spot, uh, made some nice plays, uh, ran down a foul ball uh, and, uh, over by the, the camera bay. Uh, also made a made a boneheaded mistake on the on the base paths. But here's a guy who, when you put him in the lineup, he almost always produces. Yeah, I mean, and like he had two doubles last night, uh, Joe. Uh, the night before, when uh, Ramirez left the game in the in the sixth or seventh, he came in and uh, made a sacrifice, got a sacrifice fly, made a nice play at third base to save a run. So he's a pretty valuable guy. You you really um, in a short season like this, you you don't realize what the stuff he can do. Like we like he showed off last year. You know he he became a really a valuable player for the Indians in a 162 game season, in 60 games. You know, you're not going to see him a whole lot, especially with right. that infield of, you know, four switch hitters, and they, they never take a day off. So, you know, his his opportunity to uh, really help this club has uh, been reduced in the 60-game season. And I, I, I don't know, I, I bet – I would bet maybe he's in there again tonight and they'll give uh, Jose just another mo- one more day to get, get that hand healthy. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, in, in years past, in financial situations past or whatever – uh, he's a guy like a Mike Avilas that uh, that Terry Francona really sort of likes as a as a, a versatile and always ready kind of player. Uh, that maybe they would have signed him to a, a, a multi year contract. Nothing nothing extraordinary or extravagant, but this is the kind of guy that Terry Francona likes to have around for a couple of years, and not just uh, you know if they have to cut him and, and resign him or, or whatever that that or. DFAM or you know all that stuff that that general managers are paid to <laughs> to think about and so that we don't have to. Uh, but yeah, having Mike Freeman around is is definitely a, a good thing. Um, you know, let's let's take a look at right now as we as we sh- sort of shift uh, the the playoff standings as they are right now. Right now, the Indians are tied for uh, first place in the AL Central because somehow the the Pirates. Came back and beat the uh, the White Sox last night, so they are 26 and 16 overall, tied with the White Sox in first place in the AL Central. Minnesota is uh, 27 and 18, so they've played one, two, three, three more games than both Chicago and Cleveland, but Minnesota is off for the next two days, so I, that's just a weird scheduling quirk yeah. that they don't have games. The next two days, uh, the Indians and White Sox both play the next two days. The uh, I believe it's the same as uh, Kansas City and Pittsburgh. So, uh, right now the playoff seating the top eight teams in the American League: uh, the Rays, the A's, the Indians, the White Sox are the top four, and then the bottom five are the Blue Jays, Astros, Twins, and Yankees. Yankees holding on barely over the Orioles right now. The Yankees are 21 and 21. 
The Orioles are 20 and 21, uh, a half game out of the eighth spot. The Orioles are a half game out of the eighth spot. And the, and the Tigers are right there too, Joe. Tigers are right there with 19 and 21. So they're, they're going to have a chance that if they want to go for it, to try to sneak in as well. Boy, I'd, I'd like to see the Tigers sneak into that eighth spot and the Indians maybe oh, oh. into the seventh or, you know, you know, maybe, maybe get a, an Indians Tigers first round matchup. That'd be sweet. Uh, so, you know, let's just talk about where would the ideal spot for the Indians be right now? As the third seed, they would be facing the Astros in the first round. What's ideal for the Indians uh, in that two spot, in that three spot? Uh, you know, if they can get hot and get up to that, uh, that number one spot in the AL, uh, overtake Tampa Bay, what would be ideal for them uh, moving forward? Wow, that's a, that's a good question. I, I don't like the a Tribe-Houston matchup right out of the gate. I got bad vibes about the Astros. You know, they've been down. They've been beat up this year, uh, but they're still a pretty dangerous team. They don't pitch like they did, you know, in years past. The Indians wouldn't be facing Verlander and Cole like they, uh, like they did in 2018. But uh, – well, the, the, the only positive out of a, a potential Indians-Astros matchup, if it were a home matchup, is you wouldn't have to worry about garbage cans banging at uh, Minute Maid yeah, Park. That's right. So, yeah. And you're right, the Astros don't pitch the way they used to, but they still have, you know, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, Springer. These are yeah. all guys who, all, all guys who the Indians pitchers have. All guys the Indians. Yeah, they have a hell of a time getting those guys out. They don't have Jordan Alvarez, so that's a uh, that's yeah. a big so they're, plus. So they're not as they're not as potent as they were before, but that's still a dangerous team. But I don't well, know, Joe. If, if they go, mo- I mean, right now the matchups would be what Rays, Yankees, A's, A's Twins, A's Twins, Indians, uh, Astros, and White Sox versus Blue Jays. Yeah, those are the two teams right there that I think the Indians really want to stay away from in the first round, no matter what, if it means having to move up to the second seed, or if it means staying in the third seed, uh, staying away from a matchup between either the White Sox or the Blue Jays would be ideal because those are two teams that are just relentless hitting the ball. Yeah. Yeah. They really, I mean, Toronto has come on like while we were talking about them yesterday, just a great job by the front office, you know, to keep this team focused by the manager, um, Who's it? Charlie Montoya is that the man? Charlie Montoya, yeah, yeah, he's just a great, great job. By the right way. now, dark horse uh, candidate for manager of the year in yeah, the AL. Yeah, which... you know, they, they've had to leave Canada. They're 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 quarantined in Buffalo, and uh, they're they're just playing great baseball. So that's a great story. And and the White Sox, you know, we've seen enough of them that they they and they we and the Indians didn't really get them when they were hot. No. So, uh, they're, they're, they're rolling right now. So, uh, well, Tim Anderson makes a, a world of difference at the top of that lineup for the, uh, for the, the White Sox. And they really didn't get a full look at Tim Anderson the first time they played each other. So, all right. Well, uh, in addition to that, uh, that, that playoff seating, we asked our subtext users uh, who they thought should be the Indians three pitchers in a starting rotation. Uh, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, you know, the Indians starting rotation has uh, Shane Bieber, Aaron Savali, Carlos Carrasco, Zach Plesac, Tristan McKenzie, 
right now, uh, which of those five pitchers, and you could even include Adam Plicko in there, yeah. uh, would you want to see be your number one, two, and three starters in a, a, a three-game playoff series? I think it's pretty obvious who the number one is. Ever, anyone who didn't wouldn't choose Shane Bieber uh, shouldn't be responding to this question because they, they have no business. But uh, let's dive into some of these responses. And I think, uh, I think some of the responses will be a, a little surprising here. Uh, this user from the 440 area code uh, says, Bieber, Carrasco, and Plesak should be the three. Uh, the next run says Bieber, Carrasco, Plesek as well. Uh, we also asked where Tristan McKenzie should go. Uh, should he be in the starting rotation or should he go in the bullpen? Uh, this user responded, put him in the bullpen for at least the three-game series and don't be afraid to use him. Uh, Bieber, Savali, and Plesek should be your three. So right there, uh, obviously Shane Bieber at the top. A uh, couple of calls here for Zach Plesek to be included among those those first three starters, I think really the question that we're asking is, would you start Carlos Carrasco or Aaron Savali in game two? Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. Um, I've got to go with Carrasco. Uh, I like his experience. I think he's, he's you know, you think back to the, that game against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium where he pitched so well in the postseason and gets beat one nothing. Even when he, you know, he pitched the one close game in 2018, you know, against the Astros, uh, against uh, Cole um, in the game two when they lost 3-1. Uh, you know, I, I like his experience. So I go Bieber, uh, Carrasco, and and uh, I, I go with Plesak right now. I think he's the hot pitcher. You know, Savali, um, you know, I, I love him. And uh, he's pitched well, but he seems to struggle early. And if you struggle early in a postseason, it's tough to climb out of that hole. So, you know, I, I think I – for the first round, I, those are the three guys I'd go with. Yeah, I, I think I, I would tend to agree with you. I think you've got to give – I think Cookie has earned a spot in that starting group uh, to, to start at least a three-game series. Uh, you might not even get to a, a game three if, if things go yeah. your way. You know, that, and, and so you would want a guy ready to go for uh, the start of the division series as well. Uh, and that could be please uh, that that could be Savali. You, you never know. Uh, you, you would have what Bieber ready for like a game three if you if you got out of a a situation early enough. Uh, I would say Bieber. Uh, I would I would say Bieber Carrasco Plesac would be my my three starters if this playoff started today. But you would have Savali ready in case uh, Carrasco you know got knocked around early and and just sort of piggyback him uh, right away. That, that would be something you would tell him. You would definitely have to tell Savali, you know, jump right on. Let's go a couple yeah. more responses here, see if we got any good ones. Uh, I would put McKenzie in the bullpen for the first series, the top three starters, Bieber, Carrasco, and Plesak. Uh Let's see. Yes, Bieber, uh, Bieber, Plesak, and Carrasco would be their, their one, two, three. Yeah, that's and interesting. Least, you know, Joe, that's interesting. They go with Plesak in the number two. Because mm -hmm. remember, remember how they beat all of a sudden Bauer was start. You know they they you know the last two times or the Yankee series. I think Bauer all of a sudden started game one and then came back on short rest. Right, but that was like a best of five. Well, and then twenty eighteen they used Bauer as a reliever. They yeah. they they convinced him 
you're not going to start games. You're going to come in as our super reliever and, and convinced him that that was the role that he wanted. Uh, this, this response from George in Virginia Beach, I would move McKenzie to the bullpen, bring him in the sixth or, the, uh, sixth or seventh inning when needed. As for the playoff starters for a three-game series, I would go with Bieber, Savali, and Plesak, as they are more consistent. Cookie has worked out of the bullpen before and will adapt to the change. So there's there's a point there. Yeah. You know, Carrasco is comfortable coming out of the bullpen. It's not like something that he hasn't done. No, you're right. And, and I think he'd be good coming out of the pen. I'm wondering with McKenzie, they would have to be really careful with him because, you know, they'd have to give him enough time to warm up. You know, I don't think he's ever pitched out of the pen. You know, they, I, you know, they have to have a clean inning. You're not going to bring him in with the bases loaded and stuff like that. I don't think of where he has to, you know, warm up real fast, you know, be, just because they've handled them with such uh, kid gloves up to this point. And it seems like, you know, listening to Carl Willis yesterday, they're not going to let him pitch more than 85 to 90 pitches, regardless of how many more starts he goes. So, I'm wondering, you know, you, if you could put him in the bullpen. And I brought this up. I think they should. But I think you're really going to have to monitor how he, how he gets ready and warms up. Right. If you're going through the – you're jumping through the hoops of, uh, you know, limiting him in his starts right now and protecting him, and it's the right thing to do. They would, they would be doing this if it was a 162-game season. They wouldn't be – they would, you know, be shutting him off by, you know, September or whatever and, and just keeping him – uh, you know, holding him back a little bit for his own good. Uh, you've done everything right so far, and this is a key piece for you moving forward. You're not going to expose him uh, in, in the playoffs for sure. You know, put him on the bench, let him enjoy the ride, get him the experience. It, it worked for Mike Clevenger when you did it back in 2016. You know, he, he came in, pitched a little bit, but, you know, got some playoff experience, and that really sort of propelled the rest of his uh, career with the Indians, but you know you don't need to to blow him out uh, just to to get outs in the, in the playoffs. You got to look to the future. Uh, a couple more here from this one from Columbus: uh, Bieber, Savali, Plesac with quick leashes on Savali and Plesac with Cookie and McKenzie replacing them from the bullpen. So that's the idea of maybe piggybacking those guys. Uh, if you start the young guys, and if they if they falter, you go with uh, uh, guys like. Cookie and McKenzie behind him. Uh, put McKenzie in the bullpen for the first series. I, you know, the more we talk about it, the, the more I doubt McKenzie gets any sort of a start at any point in the playoffs, regardless of how far they go. Yeah, I mean, you you know, best of five, you need four guys, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. I mean, maybe, you know. Now you, you, really, you really shouldn't, with off days, you really should only need three. Yeah. And the then, you, then you get to the ALCS. You're, right. you're going to need four, probably. Nobody's. You don't want to pitch those guys on short rest. I hate that. I mean, just, All it right. Never works. Well, uh, to me, it never works. Those were some really great responses from our uh, subtexters. Are really sort of along the lines that we were thinking. Uh, with the the really the, the big question being Carrasco or Savali, would who would you stick with right now? Um, so uh, again, if you want to sign up. Uh, subtext, uh, cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, log on there. It's $3.99 a month to get text messages from Hoisey and myself as breaking news happens as you uh, uh, have, we, as we have insights into the Indians down the stretch here as we get closer to the playoffs. And uh, 
you know, just to get your thoughts and your, your questions and comments here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, uh, like we do every day, every weekday. Uh, Hoinsey, another game tonight, the, uh, the Indians and Royals at Progressive Field. What are we looking for? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bounce back, uh, you know, game for the, for the tribe. They've got to uh, come back. Uh, uh, let's see, um, who is going to, uh, who's going to? Uh, I believe it's Cookie. Yeah, Carrasco is going. Uh, so, uh, you know. It, it, um, Danny Duffy and Cookie are the uh, Yeah, Danny starters. Duffy and Cookie. Okay, Cook. You know the Indians have, have knocked around Duffy. Duffy <laughs> Duffy does not have great numbers against uh, the Tribe, but who knows? You never know when that worm is going to turn. And uh, Carrasco, um, you know, I thought he pitched pretty. I think he pitched pretty well his last time his, out. His last his last two outings really he's he's been yeah. he's been solid. So and he's you know he's getting deeper into the game. So that's um, that's a good sign. And uh, we'll we'll have to see uh, you know with, if Ramirez is back in the lineup and. Uh, yeah, so in, and hopefully, uh, you know, the defense gets a little, you know, tightens up a little bit. They played great defense all, all season, but last night was not their, uh, not their, not one of the good ones. Yeah. All right, Hoinsey, we'll look forward to your, uh, your call from the game tonight, and uh, we'll get back with you on tomorrow's Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.